Well, listeners, in case you didn't get enough sports today, here's an ad break that'll tell you how to watch even more sports. YouTube is the new home of NFL Sunday Ticket. And if you sign up now, you'll get our lowest full season price of the year. Just go to youtube.com slash presale to get $100 off NFL Sunday Ticket. Watch your favorite team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games, exclusively on YouTube and YouTube TV. All right, enough about sports. Go get more sports. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends June 6th. No refunds. All right, here we go. Welcome to the PP1 Podcast, part of the Dean Blundell Network, a seriously unserious show about the Canucks, their top power play unit, and the crazy world that surrounds them every single week. Join Ryan Hank, Brad Nursel, and Ted Wong as we cover everything about the Canucks. A ton of stuff that isn't. Oh, oh, hey, you're new. You're new. Me? You're new. You're new. You're. I'm Ryan. Who are you? You're not from here. I'm Ryan. Uh, for the sake of this show, I'll be Ryan. I bet I'm. That's my job. I'm nope, Ryan. I am Ryan. Come up with a different name. I this am. Is I'm Chris. The PP2. This is the PP2 podcast featuring the likes of Dowling and uh, Chris Tannen and. And oh, who else would be on the P? Who's on the PP two? Score, Thomas. Yeah, Shapu. All your heavy hitters are here. Yeah. A couple of guys named Ryan making jokes about Kelowna. How are you tonight? Oh, I'm great. I'm great. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Um, case in case you're wondering, this isn't the PP two podcast. This isn't uh, some uh, Wyatt Arndt offshoot. And I know his game. I know his game. I know what he does. Uh, this is the PP one podcast. The one and only. We got an interesting, uh, we got a, a modified bench tonight. Uh, Ted wasn't able to be with us. Brady, I think, still sick because, well, he wasn't getting back to me, so he must still be sick. So hopefully he's okay. Is he the bad kind? Is he kind of the bad kind, the worrisome kind of sick? Uh, he emojied puking yesterday, so well, that's not good. I don't think I don't think it's the the word. I think it's just normal <laughs> sick. So, um, hey, thanks for coming by. How how are you doing? I haven't seen you in a while. Me? I mean, face to face. How 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 is Vancouver Ryan doing? Oh, it's good. Um, so a bit of a bit of an evening. Um, uh, my dear girlfriend's going to the island to the land of Faber, uh, oh. tonight. And BC Ferries. Here's the thing about BC Ferries. Um, the only way to know when ferries uh depart or arrive are on is on their website. Right. And their website's been down all day long. Oh and no. The only way you can find out when, if or when a ferry is t- is departing, is if you tweet them and they get back to you. No, you're lying. I'm 100 percent serious, Jeez. and I and so literally all day long, if people are looking to get away this weekend, which is all we do in this province, yeah, you are literally going, hey, at BC Ferries, what's the you know what's the da- what's the vehicle deck like to go into Schwartz Bay at six o'clock, and they'll be like, uh. An hour ago, it was ten percent, so you'll probably be fine. So anyway, I tweeted them today, and this is uh, for any Nanaimoites listening. And I know there are dozens. I forgot what the Nanaimo ferry terminal was called. Oh no! So I thought it was for some reason. I thought it was Langdale. It's not and Langdale. Langdale is how you get to the Sunshine Coast. So they're like, "Oh, there's a seven fifty boat. Hell yeah, perfect. We're gonna rush off to the North Shore, drop off, drop her off. It'll be great." And I just kind of sat in the parking lot for a few minutes and 
I was looking at my phone, catching up on the game on the radio, and then I got a call being like, "Yeah, that's the." Uh, 750 boats to to langdale and i said yeah oh that's not that's not where we need to go so ouch ouch back we went back we went we were we were charging her electric car in north van you know because that's right things were changing it's a new world you messaged me you messaged me 39 minutes ago quite specific 39 minutes ago you messaged me and we were sitting listening to the game you go, hey, can you do the podcast? And from 39 minutes ago to now, we crossed two, three municipalities, three jurisdictions, one bridge to get here to do this podcast. So who's the local MP in your current jurisdiction? Uh, well, I, don't I don't know. I don't, I don't really uh, care. This isn't a political but, podcast. But the point is, that is the effort made tonight. Because if there's one thing I know, it is the stresses and anxieties and annoyances of podcast logistics falling apart <laughs> at the last minute. See, we we share this, right? We we kind of share the love and the the hate and the stress. Um, I mean, exactly. I I on on our show, I would like to think that I kind of you know herd the cats, if you will, and uh, you know they twist their tails around and they get there eventually. And I I love our guys. We got a great show, but you know, I mean, someone has to kind of put things together, I suppose. And, the theme uh, of the night is shit happens. Oh. Shit has happened, and here we are. Yeah, and it's 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 not too bad. It's not too bad. <laughs> but you know what? Before we get into the Canucks, because uh, this is it's a Canucks based podcast. If you haven't heard, for all the new listeners or or viewers out there, this is a Canucks based podcast. You can probably tell by the background colors um, of our logo. Which, if I got rid of everybody, you could see our logo. But you've been here before. <laughs> you you know people know. Uh, first and foremost, we are uh, part of the Dean Blundell Network. Thank you so much for having us. Uh, because, uh, Ryan, you are on that side of the screen, uh, we're also partnered with our good friends at Summer Skates. If you could be so kind to Vanna White your hand in the top corner. Hey, there's our logo. <laughs> this is what this is what it's all, all about. Live technology. About. That's probably our Twitter photo. Listen, let me tell you a thing or two about Summer Skates. I can't get enough you got to do the hand the if you're going to do it. You gotta do the hand. The that, way they're made other one, of uh, other one, other one. There you go. That's good enough. The the way they're made of uh, they're like they're like slides, but they got the laces, so they're mm-hmm. comfortable. Mm-hmm. And you know, growing up, you remember those stupid Adidas slides that had the pegs on the bottom. Ugh. And everybody in grade six would be like, no, 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 no. They're comfy, I swear, and they would just hurt your feet. No. These ain't the case with these summer skates. Best in the business, top notch. Uh, you know, you get them in the color of your favorite player, your favorite team. You know, you get 97 on there, maybe 99, maybe 40, maybe 43, maybe 53, number 35. Maybe you're a big 20-watt Edler or OEL guy. You get a 23 on there. Best in the business, so summer skates. You could get Drew Doughty if you really wanted. Hey, you want to know a fun fact about Drew Doughty right off the hop? Let's do it. Same birthday as old Tulane Shaptop here, December no, 8th. No kidding. Yeah. We so were, uh, an eighth, and he's number eight. There's got to be some correlation there. Yeah, and uh, ironically, I've always had someone had eight with my with my numbers, but not because of the birthday, because I've always resented my birthday because it's in December and I could never go to a water park because it's aesthetic with the A's and the P in my name, so it looks good. You know what? Because mine's in September, so I never and like in Kelowna, land of sun. Uh, yeah. Growing up, we had two water slides, so we had the one on the west side of the bridge. And then we had one in town. 
Well, you can't have a birthday party in September. Everybody's going back to school. Back then, it did start getting cold in September. Now it's like, you know, hot you girl summer. Pretend, you've pretend, you've pretend fall, then one more pretend summer, and then the snow hits the coke, and you're, it's over. Bad news bears. So yeah, I've, I totally feel feel your pain. So um, yeah, it's before it sucks. now. Another person that shares the December eighth birthday with me is the starting goaltender of your Vancouver Canucks, who. Big first uh, regulation win for the boys in green, blue, and white tonight. Big 4-1 victory over the Chicago Blackhawks. He looked Thatcher good. Demko. Now, I just know that there might be a time where I want some Thatcher Demko summer skates, and I just feel like you know they got free shipping over 50 bucks. so maybe one of these days to celebrate our birthdays, I'll get some of those Thatcher Demko summer skates. You, you know, know all you got to do is enter that contest, and, I mean, your odds are pretty good. If people don't enter, we still got to give away the promo, that three-for-one deal, so... I mean, hey, maybe you get you get everybody you need. Maybe uh, you want to treat a, a good friend on your show, a Claude Jarox. Um and uh, maybe you would like to get uh, you know a, a good friend, uh, a, you know, a former person on your show, uh, a Matt Duchesne. Um, <laughs> maybe or uh, you know, in in uh, Predators colors. You never know. Pe- people like different things. About a nineteen in blue and white, the old Spezza right you there, can, the real captain of your Toronto Maple Leafs. You could do, you could do whatever you want. That's the beauty of summer skates, folks. Um, also, if you want, we still have the black and white PP One podcast ones, thirty bucks. Got Those a pretty bunch, sharp. Got yeah, a bunch a here. Idea, They're pretty right? sharp, pretty sharp. We have a few <laughs> to give away as well. So you know, be nice to me, and I'll take care of you. Um, before we get into Canucks, because I had one more thing. I was at Walmart today. Yeah. And uh, growing up, you know, you see Gap, right? You see Gap, and it says Gap on, like, all their clothing said Gap on it, right? And I always thought, like, how funny would it be if there was, like, a Walmart shirt that said Walmart on it? Well, I mean, it'd be awesome, except their they're, they're stupid yeah, now it's uh, different. brand is called George or whatever. Yeah. I mean, Costco, I was listening to your show, and the, the Kirkland brand, Costco's got their own line, which is super, super oh. clever. I love it. As they a merchandise guy, I love it. I love it. Self-awareness is key in, in your con- major conglomerate brands. Yeah. Suck, in, suck in those extra dollars. No one needs to buy that stuff. But you're gonna. You're going to. Yeah. That's just how it works. The Kirkland ones, if you get the <laughs> shoes, you know what it's about. So anyway, I'm in there, and they have, like, I was bombarded as I walked by this section. I was buying some cat food. Little fact there. Uh, I'm walking by the clothing section, and there must have been, I would say, like a... T- 15 foot by 15 foot area of Kelowna, British Columbia clothing. Like I'm talking tie dye tourist stuff. Well, I, yeah, I guess. Like I've never mm-hmm. seen so much. Like it was almost obnoxious. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I thought, okay, all right, I'm down with that. So they had Would the tie dye hoodies. <laughs> yeah, I passed on this time. That that's a great question, and I may <laughs> I may have an updated answer next week. Would you buy? Great. Great lead-in question. I like where you're going with this. So <laughs> Let's be real here. Next I feel week, like you're somebody that likes spending money at Walmart. Well, they, they got a little bit of everything. You got your hockey cards. You got your Nerf guns, cat food. You got your, your actual food, um, Tylenol if you need it. Maybe you need a Pyrex. Maybe you need a, a Keurig. I have no idea. But they In got this a, economy, I don't think so. <laughs> you, you should have been on, on that action well, well before this. So anyway... <laughs> We're going to get into the good stuff. The Canucks are actually winning again. This is a very, it's an interesting team to say the least. They're winning when they should be losing. They're losing when they probably should have won. And mm-hmm. then they're getting jobbed when it's too close to call. I feel like we're talking about the Seattle Seahawks. 
but it is actually the Vancouver Canucks we're talking about. I mean, it's very early in the season. They've been on a road trip, but so far, like, what do you like? What are your feelings on this version of the Canucks? Well, here's my cheap plug. You can hear it all about on my ever changing, uh, ever changing title of my segment off the top of this week's Pucks on Net, where I'm a little concerned about. I guess I consented uh, to that, didn't I? Yeah, I did. What was that? I consented to this, didn't I? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I, I'm a little concerned about the Travis Green rookie tough loved of a silly pun Colson who saw the first regulation victory from the press box tonight. Uh, this team is arguably the best that uh, has been ice since 2014, 2015. Arguably could be a bit better when you think about it. Um this is the best team that Travis Green has coached, but he seems to be a little confused and perplexed with some of the decisions uh, that he's forced to make. And it's a team, a relatively new team. There were new faces that showed up last year. And, and you know, with that strange pandemic season, shortened, bubble, no fun, you know, you, we didn't really have those bonds made. So I think you're a, you have a team... Uh, that's really trying to come together properly for the first time in two years and, you know, figure out who they are, figure out the relationships on that team. But through those first four games up until tonight, a big four, one win over Chicago, uh, I didn't know what I was looking at because when you, when they need to play run and gun hockey, Travis Green's penalizing them for not playing Patrice Bergeron 200 foot games when you need them to play 200-foot games, they're sitting around, coasting around, waiting at the blue line, looking for long bomb Russian passes. And that's what I do. That's what I do when I play. So the smart, it's where the smart money's at. It's no question mm. about it. Uh, but tonight, it seems like they've they figured their shit out just enough to, to get a W. And I spent most of the day thinking that the Canucks would would lose this game. Uh, I I was I was assuming that Fleury would be a net. Who I looked it up today. He's a career twelve two and two against the Canucks organization. He's done okay. He's done okay against this team in multiple jerseys, wearing uh, wearing uh, black and gold. Uh, but it didn't happen. Um, it was a safe lineup. It was a safe deployment, and I worry that about Pod Colson going forward because of that and. The selfish, the selfish Canuck fan in me who does not have allegiances to a general manager or a coach was kind of hoping for a loss tonight only because I posed the question on Twitter night, and I'll ask you right now. Travis Green, as long as he's been the head coach of this, this team, has never been on the hot seat before. I, I mean, he kind of he was when things were starting to unravel, but it just seemed to have that figured itself out. Fault. No, it wasn't, but he seemed to he's be the whipping had, boy. In the media, anyway, not necessarily a true hot seat, though. I'll give you that. Think about it. When he showed up, he was the Dallas Akins. He was the Elaine Vigneault, mm-hmm. the AHL-cultivated hotshot head coach that was definitely more than ready for prime time, and everyone was afraid that they were going to lose him, and they didn't lose him, and they didn't interview anybody else for the job, and he was. this was the guy. And he, he, nobody ever expected shit out of him. Then but then they re-signed him. Then they re-signed him. So is he actually on the hot seat, though? Like you can't. Not anymore. Everything. Yeah. Everything is literally fine in Canucks land now. They're two, two, and two. they're two, two, and one. They beat the Blackhawks. Playoff bound. And everything's fine. Mm-hmm. And that's the like, you know, I. It sucks that there was a must-win on Game Five of the regular season, and it isn't a must-win. And obviously, the season doesn't end tomorrow. 
But that was a game the Canucks had to win. That was a game that prevents everybody going, oh, I don't know, you know, what about this head coach? What about this GM? What about all the pieces they put together? No, they played a complete game. They beat the crap out of a team they should beat the crap out of. Exactly. And we can all sit back and relax and gear up for the home opener in Seattle. It's just, it's the win they needed to get, and they did it. The sad thing was that game until the third period sucked. (laughs) Like, it was... I just remember, I think I tweeted out on uh, on the PP1 podcast account. Yeah, it's me sometimes. <laughs> uh, I was like, this game just isn't. <laughs> like, I, I you're watching, you think, okay, like, there's going to be something else that's going to happen here. There's going to be some kind of a spark, and it just seemed like rolling through the motions. And I thought right at the end of the game, you know who I didn't notice in this game? And who, I mean, of all games, this probably should have been the guy you do notice. Elitis Patterson was like mm-hmm. a ghost in that game. Like I actually had to remember, did I actually see him on the power play? I, I'm sure I did. But well, he got he got a he got the primary assist on Besser's PPG uh, in in the second. But he, he was he was in a long list of Canucks that was playing with no confidence, that was playing scared, looking nervous, being like, we gotta we gotta figure this out. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like things definitely open up in the third, and it actually became a pretty exciting finish to that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Connor Garland ends up getting the empty netter coming out of the box. Um, I, I mean, yeah, it's a win. It's against Chicago, and I think enough of us still feel that there's worth there every time they beat the Blackhawks. And I mean, it was the Patrick Kane uh, thousandth game, whatever, oh, which yeah, happened yeah, in yeah. March. So like, let's pick, let's pick the one game against Vancouver because you know we did the Sedin, so it's only fair. Like, whatever. Like we've seen I, enough of these. Pains. Kind okay. of pains me that the Sedins respect the Blackhawks core as much as they did, and it's probably, you know, we assume that they're just pieces of garbage that hate and disrespect the Sedins, but probably they respect that that core team from ten years ago. Yeah, it's just like eh. I think we're done. Eh. We're like we're done with it. We need we need a new hate, and maybe it's Detroit. I don't know. Yeah, because <laughs> um, after the game against Detroit, which ended up being like a lot of fun, um, Philip Zadina. He's a Tyler little, Bertuzzi. He's a little, oh, Tyler, Tyler Bertuzzi. But like Zadina, I mean, this did happen on the weekend, but uh, uh, he got butt checked. He got butt checked by uh, uh, a one Connor Garland who is an inch shorter, maybe two, um, was called. Uh, and I will use because he's this is this is speak. This happened. This is verbatim. It's an actual quote. It's not a word that we. Like yeah, to use I mean, I don't use it, but he called him a midget, and I thought. Eh. Come on, bud. Like, first of all, like, come on. I, I don't, I don't care what what era we're in, or like, you know, of correctness and everything. Like, really, like that's that's where you wanted to go. That was your choice of words. Like, even ten years ago, you're like, ah, I don't think that's what you need to say. But he's basically like, he their team won. They got the better of them, but because he didn't get you know, the brunt end of that play, he's got to go out on, on Garland and just make this into a big deal. Like, bro, like, you know, maybe just be better. Just be better. So I, I guess, you know, there's there's reason to look forward to the rematch eight months from now when we've all forgotten, which in Vancouver as, as Canucks fans and Kelowna as well, we don't forget this kind of stuff. We remember Duncan Keith's hit many moons ago and that still apparently is so fresh in our minds when um the retribution hit whatever here's uh, you know. here's the cycle of of remembering things yeah 
the you know you you wake up you go to work if you have a, if you have an office job where you sit on twitter half the time like i don't do that i work all the time by the way yeah, i'm work i'm working from i'm working i clock in i get to work i clock out there's no i don't edit pucks on that tiktok clips on the clock not at all that would be um, that would be wrong that'd be very wrong and that's why it doesn't happen kids Hey, here's a little lesson for all you kids out there. If you can lean, you can clean. <laughs> and here's a, here's a real lesson, kids out there. If you have a if you have a manager that's three years older than you that tells you that, you should quit that job because that's not that's the you're not gonna <laughs> it's not getting any better there. Also, maybe have uh, what's it called ghost mode on Google or what's that called? Incognito incognito mode. mode. Yeah, maybe invoke invoke that just just in case. Just, just but you talk about you know Canucks. Connects Twitter now. Not forgetting, I have to cough here for a second. Go for it, Mike. Make it a part of the show. Give her, just give her. You know, you wake up about eight or nine. Somebody back east tweets, you know, a fun factoid that oh, the last time the Canucks played Detroit, here are six clips, and then from about nine to about ten thirty, the hate really festers. Eleven thirty to. 12 the prognosticators come on board and defend or encourage and then by then you go eat lunch and then by about one o'clock two o'clock you're just bloodthirsty you remember everything about every game that duncan keith's ever played against the vancouver canucks you don't you don't remember him wearing a team canada uniform you don't remember about him having a really amazing 2015 stanley cup playoff run when he wasn't even involved against the canucks and he won the con smythe and deservedly so mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. just think this is a hillbilly piece of shit from edmonton that mm-hmm. that uh has got a house down in uh penticton that sure he's not he's not really from here he oh is he from there is he's he not the i think he's from manitoba yeah yeah he's like this guy's a this guy's a, a white sunglass wearing Alberta. get out of our town Seven o'clock puck drop. You're exhausted from the hate, and then you're back to apathy. That's, that's pretty much. That's like <laughs> that's 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 almost bang on. I would say, because yeah, you're just so worn out. You're like, man, I had such a long day today. Like, what did you actually do? You know, I don't remember. I don't remember. I just remember I I did a lot of. There's about fourteen hockey DB tabs open. Yeah, uh, and your phone's like slip. smeared to the max with all like the swiping and <laughs> it's. It's a mess. It's a mess. Yeah, that's basically how it is. So yeah, we just we get so bent out of shape about this. And this year, I've been trying to just you know leave the battles alone, leave the leave the the melee to to the beneath me. Basically, like if you if you want to complain about X, Y, and Z, go for it. You know what? I got stuff to do. I got stuff to do. I'm not here for that. But uh, I, I was pretty excited that, uh, I mean, Connor Garland's definitely fit into this team instantly. He has become a fan favorite. Uh, mm-hmm. The nice little goal tonight. Just, uh, you know, it's a stat. It's it's a goal. They count. It's uh, not everybody on our likes, own net. Everybody likes, all the guys like him because they're taller than him, right? I, I mean, every tall guy, you know, you're, you always want to. Do you think there's like that small men mentality? But really, like most of us people that are, you know, I'm six feet. I'm just happy, like, you know what? Exactly, you stay there. You. I'm just happy Eric Lindros isn't on this team. He's too tall. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like that. You don't no, Garland's him. been tremendous, and and he's the player. He's everything that you wanted him to be. He has lived up to billing. We are five games into the season. Now that the Canucks have won, we can go back to five games into the season. Don't worry about it. But That's he's fine. had a good start. He He looks like he can be slotted in in the top three lines. 
He's looked what he he finds chemistry. He's really smart on the puck. He's doing the twirls and the and the and the the diversions. He's he's ducking around guys. He's very smart protecting that puck, which you like to see with it. You know, and obviously the cliches is a guy that size needs to be that smart with the puck. But no, he's just a skilled hockey player. It doesn't matter how big he is. It's awesome. And he's and he's he looks like a hockey player. He acts like a hockey player. He riles up the home team. He riles up the away team. And he's the he's the yappy guy at the party that hey yeah that guy seems pretty tough we can we're pretty tough we're around him he's the short little he's the small little wiry guy that's gonna go yeah. uh, if the other guys are causing trouble he's gonna he's gonna make sure they don't anymore it's kind of nice I know we chatted about on our show I think it was last week or the week before um, who's like the tough guy on the Canucks like where's the team toughness gonna come from and we kind of chatted about that that it's kind of like by committee almost, but not in a, you know, an absolute like monster kind of toughness where you're expecting, you know, a guy like Tyler, Tyler Myers, or, you know, somebody to come out and really like pummel someone. That's not the type of team this is, but they've got enough guys like the Dickinsons and they've got the Garlands. And, um, I mean, Myers is there as well, but I mean, even the Bohorvats and stuff like nobody's really, it looks like anyway, so far, that nobody's really willing to just kind of let it be. Whereas when they had all those guys, it seemed like anything, anytime something happened, they, they just left it alone and like nothing really came of it. So at mm-hmm. least it's like everybody's sticking up for each other. Cause they have to, which I think is, a, I mean, that's a lot of fun itself. It's like a true, it's a team, very, you know, feel good, like a team team. You can like, there's a difference between like sticking up for your, your teammates and having your teammates back and then not like just jumping guys and doing something stupid. Like yeah. it gives you a much, a lot of confidence and a lot of comfort knowing that there's four guys on the ice that they have your back and that doesn't mean anything's going to happen. It doesn't mean that there's going to be fights. Or there's going to be stupid shit. But when you know that in situations like, like in Detroit or, you know, when the games are getting heated, it feels pretty, uh, must feel pretty damn good on a team knowing that this guy has fired everybody up and, you know what? If if I get start getting pushed around by by Rasmussen or whoever on Detroit, my fellas, my pals, they're coming in. I'm not going to do anything stupid, but they're going to be like, "Hey, this ends here." You saw it tonight in, in against Chicago, where um, oh uh, Stillman, not don't call me Corey. Corey Stillman <laughs> Jr. will call him. Uh, Two time Stanley Cup winner, by the way. Uh, Stillman um, hit two questionable hits on Hoglander. Yeah, and, and Burroughs just. No, 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 that's not happening. You know, you can, there, we, we, we're not going to have the discussion on fights, but that, what you saw tonight was the exact reason why fighting is still in the game. You were targeting a younger, smaller player, and that's fine, but the hits you, you dished out just there were dangerous and suspect. That's not happening anymore. Time and a place. are going to fight. Yep. This is why fighting is still in the rules. Yep. It's resolved, and it's just like, and like, if I was if I was Stillman, I'm like I'm gonna keep hitting these guys until somebody tells me not to because yep. that's just how hockey works. Nobody said I can't do it, so I'm gonna keep going until you tell me don't do it again. That's the best thing about hockey is intimidation is such a key factor. You can use it to your advantage, and you can use it to you can it can be a detriment to you. Mm-hmm. It's not gooning people up and being Tom Wilson and injuring people. Yeah, it's you and it's just keeping people honest. And I think- don't skate into the hey, don't skate into the corner that hard. Yeah, I. You don't know what's going to happen. You just got to keep your head up because, hey, uh, you know, 
I might come and lay maybe, out. Maybe, maybe I bury your head into the boards accidentally and I get me. Hey, you know what? Maybe suspension ain't that bad. I don't know. I don't know. You decide if that is dangerous enough for you. You know what I did realize that was dangerous? The Canucks without Quinn Hughes. Not so good. Not so good at all. And when he comes back, there's a very big reason why. Uh, I think Elliot Friedman tweeted out today, whatever the Canucks are paying him or whatever they paid Quinn Hughes, they should be paying him more. Very simple but effective tweet. Uh, I thought it was... Like, I love... I, this fan base, the way they 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 digest coverage and of this team, whether it be in podcasts or media, it, it's just as beautiful as it is stupid. But when Dan Murphy is tweeting, he's on the, the fifth game of the regular he's season. On the bus. <laughs> I mean, I, I see. Take it for what you will, folks. But I just saw Quinn Hughes get on the early bus, yeah. and that usually means players that are starting are taking it. You know, nobody know. Like this guy is asleep. 85 percent of the day for all we know he always takes the you know for he could always take the late bus and still be starting but no he sees the early bus he puts two and two together the gambling lines change hey it's ryan from the pp1 podcast on crier media if you're looking for a spot to advertise your company your brand your cheese wheel some beer maybe some donuts this is the spot Reach out to me via DM on Twitter or Instagram at always94, and I'd be more than happy to chat with you. Worst case scenario, we just become best friends. And how awesome does that sound? But yes, he tweet like that tweet, the, you know, whatever group up. chats were in, it became a like, okay, Quinn's probably going to play Guys, now. what seat did he, was he sitting up front? Was he by the driver? Did he sit by Green? What were they talking about? Do you think they're talking about how the power play could I would better? never want to sit by Travis Green, for the no. love of God. Just I'm, I'm, I'm losing my luster with him. Well, you're, I mean, you got, you've got a pretty decent, you know, quaff there. I think yeah. uh, you, you guys could definitely be, uh, you know, rivals in, in the hair game. Mine's all over the place. I'm also growing it up for Halloween, so. Nice. One Why? more week, one more beat, and I'm back to normal. I'm very excited about that. I've had I've had a theorem on our podcast, Pucks on Net, over at PucksNet.ca, um, that I and it's it's totally me just riffing, but I know the type of player Travis Green was. We know the type of you know he was a mucker and a grinder that had to work every hour. He wasn't the most skilled guy, but he served a purpose on on a good team because he worked his ass off. Sure. And I just think that he and me completely assuming, and I'd love to ask him it and for him to shoot me down saying you're an idiot for thinking that. But I just think that he was a guy that responded very well to tough love and hard, you know, listen, kick in the ass, figure it out, red foreman approach to things. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think that that's how he, he responded well in, in learning to play hockey. And he's tried to bring that to his own players and through his own coaching because for all the success stories we hear about your Pettersons, your Hughes, your Bessers, your Horvats, yeah. you hear your Jared McCanns, you hear your uh, Redacted from Abbotsford, you hear your Nikolai Goldobin, you hear your Jonathan Darlene in, in Utica of just like tough love, kicking the ass, figure it out. Yeah. And as we all know, as we get a little older and, you know, it's 2021, that, that, approach is going to work for some people mm. it, i honestly it does work for me but it's not going to work for people with different personalities mm-hmm. and i'm worried that we're seeing that 
uh, with Pod Colson. I was going to say, he'd be the guy that maybe it doesn't work. And I, I look at my kids. So Language my, barrier. Yeah, that, that's also <laughs> that's also probably a key one. Um, like our, our oldest, she's in speed skating. My wife is a speed skating coach. So um, it's tough to separate mom and coach. Well, they're both the same person, and one. There's also other coaches as well. But you know, we can have these chats at home. Um, you know, our, our she's you know hopefully in provincials this year. She's trying to shoot for uh, to do that, and if she gets her shit together, she might even have a shot at nationals. But nice. It's at the same time, like you know, we've watched her. She's been in this now for almost five years, and you watch this kid that went from, oh, the boys are making fun of me. And I'm like, well, they've been skating for four years and you've been on the ice once. So it's going to come with the territory. Now it's at the point where you're looking, you're like, okay, well, why aren't you moving your feet fast when everyone else is moving their feet fast? You're doing (laughs) the same thing. You're as fast as the other kids because we've seen them. And yet, you know, you give that little bit of criticism, a little bit tough of like, well, why aren't you doing what you're supposed to be doing? And, you know, you kind of get the eye roll and like, because you, in this case, can't really separate it. They can't separate, you know, the, I'm like, I'm thinking in my head, well, you wouldn't talk to your other coach that way, but because, you know, mm-hmm. your parent is here and I'm thinking like, I've said the same thing and I get the, like, I'm just the dad and you didn't see what's going on the ice. Like, no, I watched every kid on the ice and you're the one that's like, eh. It'll be okay. Well, their first meet is next week. It's kind of like brushing your teeth, right? Your first meet's next week. So your practicing either did pay off and you're just playing rope-a-dope possum or you're going to find out that everybody's going to fly by you and mm-hmm. you're going to get beat, you know, brushing your teeth. You'll teach your kids, like, brush them all the time. Well, when, next time we go to the dentist, if uh, you have three cavities, it's not going to be a fun drive home kind of thing. <laughs> Or in the NHL, you know, hey, you know, maybe uh, maybe I was listening, and then when push comes to shove, I'm going to show you in the ice that, yeah, like that tough love did work, or, you know, this approach worked. If it doesn't, you're going to see those guys get buried down. And, you know, you don't want to see a guy like Pod Colson, or even we thought maybe Bo Horvat back in the day, right? We thought, well, why are they burying him, or why are they not putting you know Pedersen on the power player why did they you know sit Brock Besser to start like all all these things and you're like none of these things make sense but you have to adapt to what's going on you have to figure yeah. things out figure out you know who needs this and who needs that and yeah you're right Pod Colson is definitely the guy he's the latest one anyway and yeah. maybe you know maybe it's just whatever they felt they needed a little bit more of, if you want to call it a veteran lineup for one game to go and beat Chicago safer at least. Lineup. And, and coaches, get a win. Get a win, right? Just get a coaches, W. Coaches love safe players. They love safe lineups. They love to win a game 2-1 with perfect structure. And it is the fault of them. That is why coach, That's why uh, us crazy. 31 of 32 coaches lose the Stanley Cup this year or each year because they're all wrong. But yeah, he is going to... Here's the thing, like, you know, you you look at Pod Colson, like, he's supposed to be a power forward, smart, mm-hmm. responsible power forward mm-hmm. that doesn't take a lot of penalties, but is vicious. Great. That type of player needs to play in the top six. That player is not going to play a third line grind defensive zone faceoff grind line, and he's not going to kill penalties. There's no point in putting him in the bottom six. Now, you can put him on a third line, a third, you know what, like in today's NHL, you're supposed to have three lines that can score. That's fine. Put him on a line with players that can create plays or that he can 
you know, take a drink every time you hear them say he can take the puck to the he takes the puck to the net. That's fine. Mm. Put guys on his line that can use do something with that puck. Don't have them out there with what Dowling or or uh, just Alex Chase on or whoever the hell it is. Like you need to put some skill with him because he can contribute. Mm-hmm. He's also young as hell. And I get that. And I'm ta- I, I will. You have to talk out of both sides of your mouth with Pod Colson because if you don't, you're an idiot. Because he had consistency issues in the KHL. He was not finding ice time. He comes here to camp. He's underwhelming in in, in training camp and preseason. Greener has a talk with them. He comes out next game flying. Like this is a guy that maybe I'm not going to say he's lazy or lacks a work ethic. But he just needs a reminder, uh, a fire lit under his ass before every game. Like, if you want to be contributing to the NHL, you need to work your ass off every night, mm-hmm. and it it's that's a lot much. That's a lot, uh, a lot more energy to exert than just getting by based on your size and skill in younger leagues. So it's it's the it's the process you deal with every young rookie. Yeah, it's just we have become acclimatized to Vancouver that any first-round pick, any prospect, is going to come in and revitalize and change the franchise because they've had about four guys that have done that. Yeah. And so it just every time a guy comes down the line, more pressure comes on him. He's, you know, in any – I'm not – listen, these two teams are the farthest away from one another, but you know what? You look at Tampa – and all of a sudden, Braden Point is your third round draft pick, and he's nothing too remarkable to write home about. And now he's your franchise guy. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, as soon as you keep having success with 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 homegrown prospects, the next one, the expectations grow that much more. Yeah. So it's tough. It is a tough thing. And I, you know, I shot my mouth off on Monday that he needs to play more, and he does. But I also completely understand why he's not playing more. But hey, that doesn't make for fun content. No, it doesn't. I mean, he. You look at uh, a Hoglander, you look at Brock Besser, you look at, uh, you know, the latest cases, Pod Colson, or as you said, Redacted, who we all thought would be better. There are certain players that, as much as you do want them to progress up the lineup, like you're playing, create a player in, or be a pro in, in <laughs> NHL, it, you know what? Some guys just have a little bit more talent than the other guys, and that's great. I get you want to put them in a, a grind line and let them work through it and you know maybe play a little bit more defensive hockey, and that's great. You can help develop a game. At the same time, he's a pretty talented forward, and you do want to see what he can do on the other end of the ice where the pucks are supposed to go in. And yeah, you're going to work on those things. Brock Besser didn't work on his 200-foot game until he had to. Yeah. Until he absolutely had to because nothing else was going right for him. And now, now the crown prince is back and he's scoring and goals. And I'm so If you happy. remember correctly, he learned that on the job. There mm-hmm. was never okay, you're playing you're playing with Darcy Hordachuk or whoever. You're playing on the Good fourth call, line with Good call. You're playing on the fourth line with Jay Beagle. Go learn how to play shutdown, you know, shutdown minutes. No, it's like you need to go out there and be as, as offensively dangerous as possible, but you also need to back check. A hundred percent. Exactly. And I need you to just back check. As soon as the you know, just work on back checking. If you back check, you'll be fine. Yep. That's all you gotta do. And just, yep. just know where you gotta be. And but you don't you don't teach somebody that by by scratching them or stapling them to the bench or or whatever. It's like you need to learn on the job. You need on the job training. 
Absolutely. In any capacity in life, you need to be in situations, especially when you are adapting to the NHL, which is a smaller rink. You need all the on-the-job training you can get. Exactly. And you should get on-the-job training in a, ro- in a role, on a line that you're ex- that they want you to play in. Remember Cody Hodgson? I do remember him. Bar down. Game eight. Every, I remember everything else about him, too. He comes in. He comes in. AV is a veteran coach. AV doesn't like rookies. He never liked rookies. That was his, That's one of his faults. He comes in, and he's saddled. If he gets in the lineup, he's he's centering the fourth line with literally Darcy Hordachuk or Victor Oreskovich. I was just going to say, good call on that. Man, great minds thinking. And like, I'm like, it, you know, Aaron if, 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 if I go back in time, it's like, he should have been with the city. He should have been centering the second line. He should have been playing big man. He should have played game seven instead of Jeff Tambellini, but we're not going down in that rabbit hole. He was a guy that you had, this was a, a goal scorer and he had a goal scoring nag. He was talented. And he's like, you're only playing the fourth line. And this is before his injury troubles. This yep. was when he was healthy and yep. just the young kid. True. I don't, I don't want to see that with pod Colson because I've seen it enough with we haven't seen it. We've we've speculated. There's been you know rumors and rumblings that you know this is how Green treats younger kids and and rookies. And I don't want to see that with Pod Coles. And, and we don't need it. He needs he's dynamic. He needs to play big minutes. Tanner Pearson, I love him to death. I play just like him in uh, in Chal and three on three. He's got third line written all over him. That's the guy that should be coming out. Thank you for that. Thank thank you for your PSA. I appreciate that. <laughs> now I don't get you for too much longer, so I would be. Uh, Let's just keep going. Don't I'd, worry about it. I'd be remiss if I didn't get into this. So it is time for the segment of segments, the best segment in hockey podcasts. It's time for dudes and guys. Now hopefully I get this going here. Dude, dude, dude. Here it comes. Guys, 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 guys. No, that's not the song. Dude, dude, dude. This is the song. Dude, what is my say? Guys! Dude! What does mine say? Guys! 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 Thank you, Brady, for that nice little clip that you made for us. Uh, we did talk about that last time. Um, you've been here Wherever before. Wherever you are right now, we're thinking about you. Yeah, you've done you've done this before, I'm sure. If you haven't, well, time to buck up, bucko. Uh, dudes and guys, you know the drill. You pick someone you liked. You pick someone that... You know, it was meh. He was like a guy. Like, yeah, he played. He 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 occupied space. Maybe didn't. Maybe didn't. So first and foremost, as the guest, Ryan Chap, pucks on net fame. Who is your guy for the past week? Who's your meh? a guy? Oh, Travis Green. He's on my okay. shit list. Okay, get he, into it. He's a guy and a half. Okay. Okay. Uh, how do you not how do you not fire up a team to play the fucking bu- pardon my French I know it's a family show how do you not rile up a team your best team that you've had in front of you in years to not beat the Buffalo Sabres oh but they're working hard they're they're skating Kyle Ox Pozo still in the league listen for all you kids out there I mentioned this on Monday go grab your copy of NHL 12 and go see how many current Buffalo Sabres are in that game because there's like six of them. That's an old, rusty team. Maximum Finneganoff's re- in it, I think. <laughs> well, Kyle oh. Exposo is an NHL 07, which was Jeez. made for PlayStation 2. Ouch. This, Travis Green, uh, uh, I don't even... You know what? I have no ill will towards him. He's a port, He won the WHL championship with the Portland Winterhawks, yeah, which yeah, is an yeah. incredible team. 
Uh, he was did a good job in Utica. Hey, he did a great job in junior with junior teams. This is the NHL, baby. This is you're dealing with big money problems and and big money personalities. And I don't, I'm not saying he doesn't know how to do it, but I haven't seen it. Wow. I I don't know if he's a great coach. Wow. I don't. And, and I, I see he comes up. He's putting safe lineups. I don't need to see Alex Alex Chase on. Probably a great guy. Why is he playing on the PP one? Oh, because he played with McDavid and Drysaddle. Ryan, both of us could play on the power play. I I believe I'm watching the power play right now as we speak. It's four one for the Oilers. They're about to. They just scored. Connor McDavid just scored. That was yeah. about as easy as you just said it was. And <laughs> either of us. And I've I've seen how I've played. And I'm sure there's a video somewhere on the internet of how bad I am. Um, I I would assume that you can play beer league. I am also going to guess based on that our podcasting is our claim to fame that uh, you know you're probably not a burner. But hey, I'm wrong. I'm wrong a lot of the time. But what I'm gonna guess is that Connor McDavid can make you look like a star. Yes, you have a Derek Pouliot stick. Me and my Derek Pouliot stick. So Travis Green is my guy of the week. I don't like what he's doing with Pod Colson. Hmm. I think there are more productive ways to send that message, uh, and. Him, he's not going to get any better. He's not going to learn any better being in the press box. Uh, so, dude, our, my my guy is Travis Green. What about you? Um, I think this is for the second week in a row. Elias Patterson. I mean, for the same reason, for the same re- for the see, I'm allowed to do this because people see where I'm coming from. For the same reasons that Travis Green isn't getting the most out of his team, that he's not pushing them to the brink, to these teams that they should be absolutely waxing. And yes, there is enough talent on this team where that is possible. The Both power play units have enough talent where they can actually score, and we don't have to rely on one over the other. They're able to essentially scatter talent through three lines, and the fourth line is kind of fun too. But you look at Elias Patterson, and I'm sorry, like you got to come out sharp. This is now a season where, A, you just signed your contract, massive three-year deal uh, if for all those friends out there that love Bridges. Um, but at the same time, like you, you got to prove it now, man. Like You have to, you are going to be looked upon every single game, and yes, there's going to be games where you're going to put up five points. You are very capable of that. But right now, you go against the Buffaloes or against the Detroits or in this case, Chicago tonight, and we were saying right before, like, I, I really didn't notice Elias Pettersson. Yeah, he got the assists, and that's great. But on uh, on Basser's goal there. But, I mean, it's not the Elias Pettersson where you're harping on him because he's hitting, like, six posts or, or crossbars or, you know, he finally gets one or he makes just some slick little, you know, shimmy shake play. This isn't the Elias Pettersson I remember, and I know it's going to come. But it always seems to be when I call him out on this show, next game comes out all guns a-blazing. And uh, I, I believe in you, Mr. Patterson, Mr. Bespoke, Mr. Balenciaga, if I said that right. <laughs> you know, I, I believe in what you've got to do on this team. I know you can do it. But for now, like, come on, man. Like, you're better than that. Come on. I come think, on, bro. I think that, I think that we, uh, we, we piss and moan about and there's no need for the preseason training camp is too long. Preseason's too long. It makes it workouts are too long. Yeah, I think that I think that they are integral and important, and they are the right amount of time. And you're seeing that in Hughes and Patterson. And well, and, Patterson Hughes is fine. He's he looked pretty good tonight. Well, but he's 
he doesn't he's not in he's not in the ring shape. No. And he's got an injury and you, you know what I could be talking out my ass and it was just a from a block shot or this or that but he's already missing games and he's getting maintenance days five games into the regular season have you i mean just side question have you ever talked out of your ass like actually people talk oh, about yeah. this all the time but like is this a talent that you might have oh yeah okay all right all don't right. even get me started how much time you got <laughs> <laughs> like is it a family show like what are you willing to let on here all right, so we're going to get into... Cue the Ace Ventura clip. Yeah, I, I don't have it let up. I'm sorry. Uh, let's get into dudes. This is the fun part where we get to gloat about our boy, our our uh, our man of the show. You know, who who just gives you... Who who just, like, warms the cockles of your heart? Even the subcockle area. <laughs> man, I... Uh, it's a good question. I don't think I'm too crazy about any of the Canucks right now. Um, Who gets you horny on Maine? A lot of things. <laughs> uh, Specifically, of, the Canucks. I, I, let me. You know what? And I and I don't want to hum and haw on this too much. So um, I mean, I've got one. If you need to think for a second, I will say. Uh, yeah, why don't you go first? Why don't okay. you go first? So this my, is my edible starting to kick in. <laughs> I don't know. I was like, do you have any food? Buy you a bag of chips. Um, I can't believe I'm saying this, but Tyler Myers is my dude of the week. This That's goes fair. against almost everything I know and believe in in the past couple of years. But what he's shown us this past week, well, basically since the season has started. He has now basically endeared himself to the entire Canucks nation with the Duncan Keith thing. He blocked a shot tonight, and we all kind of gasped, like, "Oh no, <laughs> oh no!" Our our man, our our large man, our large skating fast man on defense may be out of this game. What will happen? Will Quinn Hughes have to take over with Kyle Burrows? We can't do that. But then he came back. Then he came back, and I thought, "The world's good again. The mm-hmm. world is good again." Tyler Myers. I, I think because of how this team is now set up with Ekman Larson, um, obviously a, a healthy Quinn Hughes or a, a, a playing Quinn Hughes, there's enough, I'm going to call it depth, because they can actually roll three defensive pairings as opposed to, well, here's what we got. Well, you already heard Travis Green this week being like, oh, you know, face-offs are a problem. We don't have any right shot defensemen. Yeah. And everybody looks at Jet oh. Black Jimbo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Whose fault is that? So, I mean... As far as uh, a usable lineup where they can have those three pairings, like Tyler Myers all of a sudden has use on this team. He's not looked at as being, let's take contracts out of the, out of the equation because on this but team. Here he makes some money. He makes a few dollars. But a couple of bucks. A couple of bucks. Couple of bucks. <laughs> the, the problem is, though, we just have to take all that away because we've got another guy, Oliver Ekman-Larsen. You now have a Quinn Hughes. You've, like... There's a few dollars on this team where, you know, you shuffle the deck chairs. It really doesn't matter. At the end of the day, we look at it and we need to see worth on the ice. Take away the the dollar signs. Take away the Texas with a dollar sign on it. And just look at the player. And you know what? Tyler Myers has, uh, he has warmed my heart this week. Uh, he hasn't done anything like overly amazing that I'm thinking, oh my God, this guy's winning the Norris this year. Oh, he will be. He he might. He he could. Maybe he can re-win the Rookie of the Year award from many moons ago. But you know what? I'm happy to say that I, I 
I'm, I'm happy for Tyler Myers this year so far. He hasn't really done anything to you know put the team at a detriment. And that excites me. I That puts me in a good mood because then I think, hey, we don't have the best team. But you know what? I'm not pissed about it. Like, yeah. I don't have a billion things to complain about and, oh, the salary cap this and, oh, the salary cap that. You know what? I can actually get into a game this year and think, I'm excited for the Canucks. And even if they lose, I bet they're going to make it fun. And you know who's going to be there? Due to the week, Tyler Myers. Well, I'll, I'll follow suit, a similar suit, and I'll uh, pick my uh, birthday twin as my due to the week. We've been talking a lot about who's scoring goals, who's playing defense, who's winning face-offs. Who's being a bad coach? Who, uh, you know, who's a, who's gambling a bit too much? But we're not. Nobody's nobody's pissing and moaning about goaltending. Uh, that this is Thatcher Demko's first season as the bona fide starter. No offense to Yaroslav Halak, but 2010 called. They want their Montreal Canadian run to the Eastern Conference Final back. Your days are behind you. This is Demko's crease. It's Demko's four by six, and it's his first year as a starter, and he's looking good. He's he looks structurally sound like Corey Schneider. He's making big saves like he's Luongo, and he just looks smart out there. I have to cough again. One second. Go for it. Make it happen. Oh, that was that was weird because you didn't allow for the sound. So it's yeah, I muted that. We're gonna actually clip that later, and it's gonna <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna have some inappropriate clips for that. I'm sorry. But De- uh, Demko looks big in the net. He hasn't gotten any taller or wider. He looks smart. Uh, and ever since I read that uh, athletic article about the anonymous NHL GMs, former GMs, head coaches, former coaches, blah, 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 mm-hmm. rank him the ninth goalie in the NHL, two above Jacob Markstrom, he's looked good. And there is literally nobody talking about Demko, which is a great, which is like a good defenseman. He ain't talking about you. You're doing your job. Demko's doing his job very well. Warms my heart. Um, you know, we talk about asset management and cultivating prospects and blah, blah, blah. And, and this organization hasn't done very well at that, but they drafted this guy reasonably late in, I believe 2014 in the second round. And he went back, you know, he, he's, he, he simmered and he called, you know, he stewed down in the minors and and in college uh, junior hockey in college hockey. Thank you. And he, like any good goaltender, like any good stew, he stayed on that AHL burner a bit too long, but it was beneficial. And this is a guy that they planned to be a starter for this team seven years ago, and here we are. And he's got a good deal. He wants to play here. We all like him, uh, and he's playing very good hockey. And he's that's how a, that's how you expect a goalie in twenty twenty one to play. Pretty good. I love it. I love it. And you know what? I think we always forget about this. It's just it's interesting. But his name is Thatcher. What's not to like about a man named Thatcher? Great name, good birthday. So um, that that basically we're gonna kind of recap. We had a great time. Ryan Shap came in tonight, uh, just out of nowhere, just kind of swooped in like Batman. I put out the signal, like podcast with the the microphone logo in the sky, and you saw it over the second narrows. And I don't even remember where you live now, but it doesn't really matter. Um, you're in Vancouver, so I'll just use that as the hole, I guess. Uh, I'm on the uh, the grounds of the old haunted Burger King uh, in the shadow of the Pacific Coliseum. Oh, I just moved. Okay. You know what? I parked just down the street from there when I saw my first Canucks game. Oh, well. A nice uh, a nice uh, older gentleman allowed us to park in his driveway for $10, and I got to see Pavel Burry score a hat trick. So bless that old man. And Hell yeah. But no, I... Uh, 
Yeah, I was uh, more. I saw I saw the the uh, the the podcast signal go up, and I was like, you know, this is my Friday, and I'm ready to to do some extracurricular activities, but I can put those off for about an hour because that's uh, that's what you do. I mean, you, you got into in the edible, community. So. Well, I I took it uh, 31 minutes ago, so. In about 15 minutes, I should be good to go. That's good. We'll get you back on in 15 minutes. No, thank you very much for coming by. Um, unfortunately, we do have to honor our our uh, you know our deal, and we always say this is your time of the show where you can selfishly promote whatever you're got going on in 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 your podcast or show. So, Ryan Shap, thank you. The floor is yours for the next 30 seconds. Say whatever you like. Well, I mean, within reason, I suppose, but it's yours. Uh, we have a podcast. Uh, it's called Pucks on Net. Uh, you, you probably, hopefully, hopefully, you know about it. If you already listened to us, my plea to you is uh, follow us on or follow us or consume us on one of the two platforms. Please go to our YouTube channel, YouTube.com/slash/PucksOnNet. Hit the subscribe button, and uh, we put up video segments of our podcast there. Usually, the Canucks one about fifteen twenty minutes, other clips, and then our full episodes in audio format. And if you're on TikTok, uh, we just start putting clips there. So just give us a follow there. Just try, just click around. Mm. Uh, but that's mm. where you can help us out the most. And uh, other than that, uh, we'll be back on Monday night with another episode. There's a Halloween theme to it coming up. And Spooky. we're having a lot of fun podcasting. And this is the third day this week I've podcasted about the Canucks. So. Love it. Do you guys have an OnlyFans? Or... About... You guys have an OnlyFans account? It's a, it's, it's only, it's a Rash's OnlyFans. Oh, perfect. It's uh, $4.20 a month. Mm, clever. And uh, clever. it's only photos of his feet. I mean, hey, we all got our thing, right? We all got our kink. Don't kink yeah. shame. There you go. We don't kink shame here. No, not on this show. Uh, thank you so much for joining the PP1 podcast. Uh, we, we've got a Derek Pouliot stick, in case you're wondering. We've, this is we've... my question to the listeners out there. Do you oh, have a Derek geez. Pouliot stick? No, you don't. No, you don't. Just, just There's you. one more for sale at the team store. I want to buy it. So, I have two <laughs> so you have both of them? So I have all of them. I have one and, and two. We, we've got a Twitter. You know where to find us. You know where to find it, Ted and, and Brady, myself, out there. Uh, we have Instagram as well. Make sure you check us out on the Dean Blundell Network. There's tons of great shows on there. Uh, the Brenton on Tour podcast. Brent is back on tour. His shows are awesome, uh, as well as Kids on the Escalator, which is like Marvel and, and comic books and stuff. I enjoy watching their stuff. Um, obviously, we enjoy having everybody on our show. We enjoy that uh, Ryan Chap was able to come out as well. And uh, on behalf of Mr. Shap out in Vancouver, who's hopefully going to hit that ferry at some point, I am Ryan, I'm the other Ryan. I'm Ryan Hank of the PP1 Podcast. This has been a great show. Enjoy those Canucks. We're getting closer to that home opener. Peace out. Hi, I'm Logan Anderson, host of the Say the Damn Score podcast. On my show, I deep dive into the sports broadcasting business by, you guessed it, talking to sportscasters. The show has featured big names like Bob Costas, Kenny Albert, and Vern Lundquist, as well as many up-and-coming broadcasters who you may not know yet, but you will know soon. Whether you're looking for professional development as a sportscaster, different career paths, or if you just want to be entertained by hearing some of the best storytellers in the world tell their own stories, this podcast is for you. You can subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, or you can visit our website, saythedamnscore.com. Don't skip this ad. I saw your finger. You were trying to skip the ad. I didn't want to do this, and now we're stuck in it together. I'm Ryan. I'm the host of The Lens Report. 
The Lens Report is a snarky, humorous, yet balanced look at the headlines that fill your timeline every day. We're going to get straight to the point without muddying any of the waters. And remember, The Lens Report is not your parents' news commentary. We swear a lot here. Like a whole lot. So tune in and subscribe on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, and find us at criermedia.co or wherever you get your fine podcasts, like they say at the end of all of these ads. It's podcasting. Why are we doing ads? <laughs> <laughs>